Space IndyCar media availability with our two executives, Mark Miles, the chairman, CEO of Holman & Company, parent company of Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar, and IndyCar President Jay Fry. Mark, we'll start with you. The floor is yours. Thanks, Kurt. Good morning, everybody. Um, sitting here, I realize this is the seventh or eighth time I've been at Barber, and we really have not stepped forward to make ourselves available. So we don't have a lot of news to make as far as I know, unless Jay has a surprise for us uh, today. But we, we did want to just say hello and, uh, and catch up and be available to you for any questions that might be on your minds. I, I want to start, though, by talking about, for me, a seven-year relationship. Mr. Barber here, who created this fantastic facility, we look forward to seeing every year and continue to be pleased that he's uh, a huge uh, proponent of IndyCar being here. And then the folks at Zoom Motorsports, Ronnie Bruno and Gene Holman and George Dennis, we think of as uh, the highest level of promoter on the IndyCar series. They're folks we trust, and I think the relationship is mutual, and uh, they're innovative, and they're constantly working to be better. Um, one of the things, by the way, we're trying to steal and take home to Indianapolis uh, is the workforce program that Honda sponsors and that the state's involved with which if you get across the way and see is really a terrific uh, community engagement thing that I'm sure makes a real difference to uh, the aspiring workforce, particularly in manufacturing. So they're, they're an innovative group. The city of Birmingham uh, continues to, to be supportive and encouraging, and I know how much that means to us and to Zoom. And as I mentioned, the state of Alabama, I think, is involved with Honda in the workforce initiative. So uh, that, that's terrific. Um, so 10 years, and I guess I've been here for seven. Uh, we love coming here. We like it when it's dry. <laughs> uh, looks like that's going to be the case this weekend. But it's just such a great place. And early in the year, everybody's so enthusiastic. We feel like we're coming off two great events with St. Pete uh, and Coda. Um, the television ratings are up 34% when you look at those two viewership numbers versus the two first NBCSN or cable races the year before. And I think that's a credit to everything Jay and the teams do and to the great job that NBC is doing in their first year of uh, having the whole property as they think of it. NTT, you know about, you're now seeing it everywhere. Um, we couldn't be more happy about that relationship. It's hard to exaggerate the amount of work that goes into signing a deal like that, changing out all the branding all the signage, um, and more. And the first more that we're really proud of is the app. That's a lot of work. It doesn't necessarily go well, but this one has. And that's because of their technical people working with our uh, timing and scoring and marketing people. And we're real proud of that. It will continue to improve, but I think they got it done on time and, and meeting our expectations. Uh, Jay and his team and our technique, uh, tech team our non-racing technology team are working with them to kind of sort through all the things that could be priorities for ongoing development, from racing stuff to fan engagement stuff. And um, next week, I think, is one of the first times I'll have a chance to really look at a shorter list of ongoing technology development that we think can help us grow the sport. So we're really pleased when you, we get close to Indianapolis, you'll see a lot more evidence of Speedway, our official fuel and convenience store sponsors. They're really going to hit it hard to promote everything in May and then to continue uh, throughout the rest of the year. 
um, and, and May's a whole other story. About this much of my brain is focused on IndyCar, this much is May, but there's a lot of people at home who, are, who can't sleep uh, working around the clock to make sure May is a success. So anyway, those are just some of the highlights. Um, we're, we're, we've made great progress in licensing our international media. There'll be more news on that to come soon, but we're going to be in good shape and we're working hard to develop relationships like we have with NBC directly with our licensed media partners around, uh, around the world. So those are some of my comments on the commercial side of sport. Jay, you want to touch on anything or from a racing point of view? Is that on? I can't hear it. <laughs> Hello? There we go, better. Um, I certainly think Coda was one of the better races that we've seen the last couple of years on a road course. That was pretty exciting. Uh, I think this weekend we'll see kind of the same type of thing here. It's kind of funny. So far this weekend has looked like, uh, if you remember last year in Ohio, we had a lot of red flags, a lot of things going on during practice, and the race starts, and we end up going green the whole race. So, you know, I think there could be a little bit of that going on this weekend. Uh, we got a really great depth of field here. One of the things we've worked really hard on, and we've talked a lot about this, the five-year plan, which everybody, um, if you think at St. Pete, we had, or two years ago at St. Petersburg, there was eight teams and 21 cars. This year, there were, there were 12 teams and 24 cars. So that's something we've worked really hard on, is um, recruiting new ownership, new blood to come into sport. We're really excited about that. There should be a couple more coming, hopefully, in the next year, year and a half. Um, so. We think we're pointing in the right direction. It's got a lot of work to do, but we're going to keep after it. Okay, we'll open up to questions. We've got uh, microphones on both sides. Kurt, let me make one more really quick comment that I want to do but, but didn't. We've got a few new people joining our, uh, our organization. Most, many of them you would have met. Mike's in the back of the room. I know you know Mike. You did before. SJ Lidke has come in as a VP of Marketing. I don't see her in this room, but she's all over the track and uh, couldn't be more pleased at her hitting the ground running. And Casey Lane can wave to you all. He's he's not working yet. He's auditing the course, but he's coming in just after Easter to be our chief revenue officer and to help us uh, bring on more sponsors, suppliers, and treat them well. Glad you're here. Mark, in 2013, uh, you came here for the open test and had your first driver's meeting. You dealt with some fiery people in your previous job named McEnroe and Connors and Agassiz and people like that. Teddy bears. What was it like dealing with these people for the first time? Because they can be pretty, pretty heated when they have a point that they want to make. Yeah, it, for me, it, personally, a, a fun comparison. Um, I don't want to throw tennis under the bus, but tennis players work for themselves. They hire and fire their coach. They don't have a team owner. Um, they don't get where they are without being fiercely independent and competitive, and often everybody's out to get them. And so um, I often lamented kind of the lack of having everybody willing to do whatever they could imagine doing to grow the sport. And that doesn't mean they didn't to some extent, but the contrast for me from that first uh, driver meeting here in 2013, thanks for reminding me, uh, is amazing. To, to the, I mean, I heard a lot in the most constructive tone about when are you going to fix our television deal? We, we need to have a better television audience and a few other top of mind concerns that were already on our list. 
but I, I, I have yet to come across an IndyCar driver who I didn't enjoy working with and who whose first priority uh, was to figure out how to pull on the same oars to help grow the sport. So they're smart, uh, great guys, they're constructive, uh, even though they're great competitors on the track. Um, Jay, this might be a better question for you. I, I think I heard that there's a plan to repave this track after the IndyCar race this weekend. And I was just wondering if you are aware of, of any changes to the track. Um, not that there's anything wrong the way out of the track, but I was just wondering if there's you know, going to be some wider areas for passing. Maybe the track isn't that wide in some places, and if you know anything. Uh, well, I don't, it's been talked about, so we'll, we'll actively partic participate with them on what they're going to do, or if they, in fact, do go forward with it. So, um, obviously, this place is amazing, so everything they do, they want to do it the best. So we're very confident if they do go forward, forward with that in 2020, it'll be really well done. There's no plan to do anything different. Part of the, what was happening last year, or two years ago, last year, with the, there's drainage, some things going on there that could be, you know, that needs to be updated. But other than that, that facility and the racetrack strike. Uh, sports Japan, uh, I got a question for Mark, Mr. Mark Miles. Um, with the NTT sponsorship, uh, do you know if NTT is uh, uh, willing to have a race back in Japan again? Well, and one more thing, uh, what is the basic idea of IndyCar now uh, having race outside of North America? So on the second part, um, I think philosophically, uh, all of our Japanese partners would like to see us there, whether that's NTT or Bridgestone, um, Honda, uh, obviously, and more. But it's tough for us because generally speaking, we think um, the racing that's international, outside of North America, for the most part, we think it should be before the, the beginning of the championship. Um, and that means January, February, probably February, difficult in Japan to find a, a, a time when the climate works. But we'll keep, we'll keep thinking about that, and maybe it's, uh, there's some way to do some kind of an event that, it, that isn't necessarily a championship event uh, that's every year part of the series. Our philosophy I just sort of mentioned about in terms of economic, or, or, or sorry, international expansion. Why did I say economic? They might be related. Um, uh, we think we're fundamentally a North American series, but that uh, there aren't a lot of choices for us to race in February in North America, especially in the States. And so I think that's an attractive time when it might be possible to race outside North America. So it's going to be one or two, and we have been actively looking for some time. We're trying to understand how to create a great value proposition and how to be in a place that, that won't be a one-off. When we do that, we want it to have to, to, to be part of a tradition or to sustain a tradition or to start one. And there are some places you know we can, we can imagine being. Everything has to line up. Their economy has to be good. They're, they have to uh, put all the economics and sponsorship and the like together. But I think it'll happen eventually. Jay, we've got the advanced frontal protection device, I think the AFD, coming in May. What are the next steps and how far along are you in those for you know, the next 
next portion, phase. next phase of yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually we feel really good about what the next phase is, and hopefully sometime in the next uh, thirty to forty-five days we'll be able to show it and disclose what the next process, or the next part of that phase is. Um, this was something that we were able to do immediately and quickly, and the teams were, have been phenomenal. Uh, it's taken a lot of work because of the timing of it to get it put on the cars. Um, if you look at some of the cars here this weekend, you can see where it's actually at, right? It's the brackets on the cars, uh, but the piece is not on the car. So um, we're excited about what we're doing and what the future is going to hold in the next phase. And uh, again, we should have that to be announced hopefully shortly. Lucille? This question is for you, Jay. Do we have, uh, can we expect an announcement on engine, more engine manufacturers coming into our series soon? I hope so. How's that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's something that it's, it's, there's a lot of enthusiasm. We talk to lots of them every day. Um, a lot of what's going on with it is timing, right? Because it's not just, it's a, it's a huge commitment. They have to build engines. The ones that we're currently talking to want to build their own in engines. So that's a, that's a key indicator when you talk to somebody about their commitment. Um, it's just, it's really just a timing thing at this point. So we're sorting through that. Um, one of the things we, you know, we've got two great partners right now with Honda and Chevrolet, and we're very, fortunate of that we're very proud of that uh, but part part of this what's going on is this we talked about the five-year plan and the field's getting bigger and the teams are coming in at some point it's not going to become a, a luxury it's going to become a necessity as we grow so we're not quite to that point yet but we're getting close so we're, we're looking forward to who's next David Pocono's losing a race weekend in 2020 uh, they're going to do a NASCAR doubleheader to take their two NASCAR races. So does that create a growth opportunity for the IndyCar race at Pocono? I don't think that's something we've discussed yet with NASCAR or Pocono. So I, I frankly... Yeah. Yeah. Jay knows more about NASCAR scheduling plans than I do, probably, but it might. I mean, right? It might. It, 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 they have I mean, less, so less creates a different opportunity. Yes. Back here in the back, David. Uh, Jay, would you be prepared to uh, put back the introduction of the 2.4 liter engines in order to get uh, another manufacturer in? And would Chevy and Honda go along with that idea? Um, yeah, I mean, right now everything's full speed ahead, but again, it depends on the timing of all this stuff. We're, the 2.4, we're confident in everything we've got organized with that. Again, that was with, with the partnership with Chevrolet and Honda to come up with that platform. So, you know, it's, it's right now it's 21 through 26. So if you, you know, it can move either way, I guess at this point still. Um, part of that will be the, the, the next OEM partner, what their input would be or how they would want to go about it. Obviously, Chevrolet and Honda are very keen to have another one come in. So if the other one came in and it was a delay or, or some sort of different situation, um, anything like that could be possible. Anyone else? Jim? But Mark, uh, what's been the response so far for uh, NBC Gold and how that's gone over with, with fans trying to, you know, obviously this is a much different experience for IndyCar fans. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it, it, we didn't have a frame of reference to have a metric or a peg in the wall, but I can tell you NBC seems uh, genuinely pleased with 
it from a quantitative point of view, the number of uh, subs. From a qualitative point of view, all the feedback we've gotten has uh, been very positive. Um, you know, someday we'd of course like to have live races on it, uh, but that's not that's not our agreement at the moment, and that's an NBC consideration. But it's it's kind of like the NTT app. I think the first thing was getting it out and having it work and having it um, represent us well, and I think it's doing that. If no further questions, we'll adjourn and uh, remind you that the Ed Carpenter Racing drivers will be in this room now. So thank you, Jay. Thank you, Mark. Thank you.